0: Hey, what's up? It's The Huff. It's another episode of The Huff Uncensored. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and then go ahead and uh, share it with your friends if you're able to. Now, I I wasn't going to do this episode for a bit, but then it was one of those things where as I'm wrapping up the last episode, I'm like, fuck it, man, I got to do this. I have to. It's just been gnawing at me. And plus, with something that happened to me last night, I'm like, shit, I have to. And, And as I'm wrapping up last episode, I was reminded of it. It just popped in my head. I'm like, Damn it. So let's go ahead and get into this one. We're going to talk about the demon house. Now, the reason why this I had done some research on this house in I want to say it's in Gary, Indiana area. And um, there's this house that was really, really haunted. And it's actually documented through the local Lake County Sheriff's Department. They have a police report on these events. So that's what makes this a little bit more believable. Now, the reason why I started really getting pushed to doing this episode was I was watching a video last night, something about paranormal and whatever, whatnot. And it was about something that we I'm watching the video, my wife's asleep, I'm in bed, and I'm, I have the cat sleeping on the bed next to me, and I have my dog under our bed sleeping. Kids are asleep in their rooms. I keep my door opened a little bit, in case the dog wants to go patrolling or if the cat wants to go to the litter box or whatnot. So the door is open about, say, six inches. A cock's length. <laughs> Average. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so you can use that. So anyway, so the door is open about that much. And I... I'm watching this video where a cabinet door is opening and closing on its own, and I'm like, "Oh, what the fuck is that?" I'm like, and you can hear the guy. He's like, "There's no strings. Look at he's." I don't understand how this is happening, and the guy gets freaked out. So as I'm watching it, I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of fucking creepy." Then all of a sudden, I see the door, the door to my right slowly open. This is about eleven o'clock at night, so it starts to open, and I'm like, "Oh, must be the cat." Then I look over. There's the cat to my left. He's not coming through that door. Then I'm like, oh, maybe it's one of the kids. Then I look underneath the door. You can kind of see if, if anybody was standing there. I was like, there's no shadow. There is no shadow out there. And the door opens a few inches. And then all of a sudden, it just closes. So I jump out of bed, open the door. Nobody's there. Okay? I'm wide awake. I was sick all day yesterday, okay? I slept most of the day, so I wasn't tired last night. So I'm like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck? Then my wife's like, why'd you get up? I'm like, "Ah, no, no reason. She doesn't know. She doesn't know that this happened, and part of me doesn't want her to know because it's kind of fucking creepy. So I don't know what that was. There were no windows open. Because it gets really cold at night right now here in Colorado. So the windows weren't open. So there was no fluctuation of air. Now, my son was asleep in his room. Uh, my daughter was asleep in her room. There are no other possibilities. Nobody opened a door and caused like some pressure to move the door. Can't explain it. Can't explain it. I will honestly put that one as, that's fucking creepy, no fucking clue. Okay? So then the rest of the night, it was really hard for me to go back to sleep. (laughs) Because I'm like, what the fuck? What is happening? So I don't know. But that kind of leads me into this story. The Demon House in Gary, Indiana. There's a woman named LaToya Ammons. I I think that's how you, A-M-M-O-N-S. She had the police called on her because people thought that she was abusing her children. But when they spoke to her, she said, no, that demons are throwing her children against the wall. And she actually called multiple times to the police asking for help. She didn't know what to do, but they're like, dude, bitch, you're the one doing it. But... This is what happens. They send police out because she's just trying to, they're, they're assuming she's trying to cover her tracks. Be like, oh, sure, a demon did it. Okay, okie dokie. It, it, it would make sense. Like if you're trying to cover your tracks, you're trying to blame some someone or something else. So Child Protective Services gets a call and they want to do a study and check up on the children. And the case manager's name was Valerie Washington. And <clears throat> let's see. So Lieutenant Gruska goes to the house. There's two boys that live in the house, Andrew and Amante. Amante is the youngest. They had a vote the grandma Rose also lives in the house, and the mom, of course, Latoya. Lieutenant uh, Lieutenant Gruska arrives at the house for the investigation. The case manager pulls him aside to fill him in on something that happened with this family eight days prior. This is prior to their encounter at the house now. So uh, I kind of screwed that up as far as giving the timeline of everything. So right now, Gruska, the family, and the case manager are at the house. They're going to do an investigation and a case study. So uh, Washington, the case manager, pulls Gruska aside. Hey, I got to tell you about this thing that happened at the hospital about eight days ago. So they're at the hospital. Washington was in the waiting room along with a psychiatrist, okay? The two boys, uh, Andrew and Amante, uh, were there, and so was the grandma, Rosa. Amante all of a sudden stands up. They don't say why they're at the hospital. It must have been just to for the, you know, they're doing their case study. And all of a sudden, uh, Amante stands up. His eyes roll in the back of his head, okay? He begins to release a deep growl. Amante is seven, by the way. If you know a seven-year-old, it's kind of uncharacteristic. Grandma gets up and takes Amante by the hand and says, you are not you. And she keeps repeating that to Amante. Amante then starts to backpedal the grandma Rosa is still holding his hands and as he backs up to the wall, he places his feet on the wall and begins to walk up it. Okay. Rosa is still holding his hands. Then when he's as far as he can go walking backwards up the wall, he then allegedly launches off the wall, flips over his grandma's Rosa's head and lands on his feet. The caseworker and psychiatrists saw the whole thing and are completely shocked. Okay, This made it into the police report. They run and get a doctor to check out Amante. The doctor asks Amante to do it again, and Amante has no idea what the doctor is talking about. No clue. Fast forward back to the house as they get ready to go into the house and just do the case study with the police involved. Make sure that things are up and up, okay? So you got Gruska, Lieutenant Gruska, which is an awesome last name, Gruska, Gruska. Two more officers arrive, Brian Miller and Charles Austin. They got two boys, again, Andrew and Amante. Again, Amante's the youngest. You got grandma, and then you got the mom, okay? So LaToya, the mom, and the children refuse to go back into the house, Because of what she believes is a demon that lives there. In fact, they just recently moved out. The police had no idea. They're like, the the mom came back there because that's where they, they hadn't changed the address yet as far as where they live. Okay. So it's a single story house, three bedrooms, screened in porch, then a basement. Okay. Gruska is taking pictures and recording audio of the investigation. And Grandma Rosa is just like, oh, fuck it, I'll go in there i'll i'll we'll do if you need somebody to kind of guide you through the house and where's where everything is, I'll tell you so they're like, even though they don't live there, they're just saying, Well, we have to do it because this is where everything was happening, so we we still have to move forward with the investigation at the house so Rosa tells the police officers that the basement is where the majority of the demonic activity allegedly has happened. So they go to the basement. They notice that there's an altar down there. Yeah. An altar. <clears throat> they don't say if that altar was how long that altar had been there. Cause it, I, you know, it doesn't say that um, if they put that, the family put that there or if it was there when they moved in. But anyway, so they notice the altar. Candles have burned down to their wick right there. Under the stairs is dirt. Everywhere everywhere else in the basement is concrete. There's jagged pieces of concrete that are exposing dirt right behind the stairs. So Lieutenant Gruska and Charles Austin stay in the basement to take photos. Everyone else goes back upstairs. Okay? Gruska comes up and is greeted by Rosa, and she asks if he took pictures of underneath the stairs. Because sometimes at night, we hear commotion in that area, is what she says. Like, as if someone is bumping around underneath the stairs. They'll hear footsteps going up the wooded steps, and just stop at the door to the rest of the house. So basically, something walks up to the stairs, or up the stairs at the basement and then stops at the basement door. And they're too scared to check to see what it is. So essentially, they feel like something's walking up the stairs and just standing there is what they feel like and what it sounds like. So as Lieutenant Gruska goes back to the station and starts looking at his pictures from the basement, he notices that there is a white mist that looks like a man's face. Okay. This is a lieutenant in the police force, and on the other side of the picture is a faint green mist that looks like a woman's face. They didn't notice any of that when they were down there taking pictures. Then he listed, listened. Excuse me, back to the audio recording of the interview, uh, of the investigation. Excuse me, and he. He and Officer Austin were, were down in the basement, just the two of them, and they can hear a voice apparently clear as day that says, hey. <laughs> or what if, it, what if it was like, hey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> anyway, back to serious mode. Now, Latoya had set up a meeting with a priest, okay? And, and that was a uh, Father Masen, Hino. I'm probably saying that wrong. I wrote it out a while ago, and I, I apologize if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. So they had uh, set up this meeting with this father prior to the home investigation with the police and the caseworker for Child Protective Services. So Lieutenant Gruska interviewed that priest, So the priest said lights would be flickering when he came over. He said an oily liquid showed up on the blinds. Cords started to sway. And the father saw a giant footprint on the carpet. We're going to dive deeper into this investigation. And it gets beyond creepy. First, everybody knows Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. They're amazing. They have uh, an incredible selection of beer, wine, and spirits. But did you know they deliver? They do. And they also do curbside pickup. That's available for you. And they also do online wine education classes. So stop on by 104th in Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. Or you can always find weekly deals, events, or even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. Total Beverage, everything you need, and more. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tower. Okay, I admit it. Before the men of McKinnon moved to town, I didn't know a hockey puck from a hamburger. You've never had my wife's cooking, eh? Now, now I know the plus-minus of everybody on the team. And I've checked out all their girlfriends on the internet. Shh. What's that? Shh. Okay? Uh, TMI? Snay on the whole intro web thingy. But you get the point. We love hockey at the Blake Street Tavern. Stop by the corner of Park and Blake and watch the men of Mac with game sound throughout our 18,000 square feet. It's a Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. So here we are. We jump in after the father was interviewed by Lieutenant Gruska, it's two weeks later. Okay, they already did their initial investigation. Two weeks later, Gruska's like, we need to continue to figure out what the hell's going on at, at, at this place. Okay? They're covering all their bases. Maybe somebody's there and fucking with the family. Okay? Because like I said, LaToya's saying that the, somebody is, something is throwing her kids against the wall and bruising them up. And child protective services is like, okay, we're doing investigations and we don't see that it's her doing it. So they're trying to figure this shit out. So two weeks later, Lieutenant Gruska, multiple police officers and a canine unit, plus the two boys, Andrew and Amante, Rosa and LaToya are all there, okay? So the police officers send in the canine canine unit, the dog. They just release the dog, go in there, check for intruders. Dog comes back out, doesn't find anything. So now the investigation, they go down into the basement. Uh, Again, a new set of officers plus Gruska's there and the grandma go in there. On the steps to the basement they find an oily substance. Now, here's the interesting thing. Nobody was allegedly in that house for two weeks. It's essentially been abandoned for two weeks. So now they return there and there's this oily substance on the steps. It goes down to the concrete floor and wraps around and goes underneath the stairs. The oil does. People believe that when a a demon is present oily liquids tend to seep from the walls and floors, okay? That's apparently what people believe. So Lieutenant Gruska and the officers decide to dig up the dirt from underneath the steps. Gets two feet down, and then guess what they find? Okay, they're digging underneath the steps. Again, this is kind of like there's jagged pieces of concrete already. Guess what he finds? He finds a pink press-on nail, a woman's pair of underwear. Then he starts digging again, finds a political pin, a lid to a cooking pot, more digging. They find trash and just random paper, like mail and shit like that. So something is taking the things from the main part of the home and bringing them to the basement And then burying them. Okay? They can't figure out what it is. Some of these things are Latoya's. Okay? That's really how the investigation ends. They moved out. At one point, Latoya lost her kids while they were doing the investigation and shit like that. But she ended up getting her kids back. She moved way far away from this area. They haven't experienced, as of what I've read, any more uh, demonic type of things. Uh, Nothing has come up. As far as I have read, there have not been been any more instances where their kids are being thrown around and being attacked or possibly being possessed. Now, here's what's interesting. You know the guy from Ghost Adventures, Zach, Be- begans, Begans. I don't know how to say his last name. He actually bought it in that house, the Demon House, in two thousand fourteen. He did several investigations. He said that there was a there was a horrible presence when you went in there, and especially the basement. And he thought it was just wild, just like the the intensity of negativity that was in the air in this place was just off the charts, something that he had never felt before. He actually ended up leveling the house in a documentary that he ended up doing, The Demon House. You can find it, uh, I believe, on Netflix, something like that. You can watch it. He leveled that house in 2016, just stripped it down, didn't think it deserved to exist anymore, because there's something truly evil there. So now let's kind of walk backwards into this. <sighs> Is it possible that there was demons in the house? Okay, let's lean on the side of yes for a second. Okay, then that would explain everything that's going on. Okay, that that's uh, something that you can't explain. The kids are getting harmed. Blah, 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 blah. But Let's look at it from the naysayer's perspective. Okay, so I'm not saying this happened. Okay, but to look at it from a completely different angle, what what's to say that she didn't say to her kids, it's, you know, she maybe she threw her kids against the wall and she's like, it was a demon that did it. Okay, not me, not me, that wasn't me. You know, and she the kids are young. I'm not saying that that's what happened, but if you look at it from that perspective, be like, how easy would it be as the parent who loses their shit and they're just like, oh, uh, to cover my ass, I'm going to say that a demon did it, okay? How do you explain the shit that allegedly happened in front of multiple people at the hospital where Avante does the the backflip shit? Fuck, I'd love to see that. But how do you explain that? I don't know how you explain that one other than, like, the kid's athletic. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how you explain that. Really? But then you think if she wants to cover her tracks, she could be the one burying random shit underneath the steps. Okay? I'm not saying she did this, but that is something that you could say. And when you talk about the guy from Ghost Adventures buying the place, and then he says that it's horribly haunted and it's there's some sort of demonic presence here. I mean, sometimes you believe what you want to believe. I'm looking at this from both sides of it. I can I I'm kind of leaning on the side of there's some wicked shit going on there, but I also can see how somebody could make this all up. And then when Zach gets a hold of it. He wants to believe so much that it's something negative that he can create that in his own mind. Okay? That's how you could look at it from both sides. What do you think when you hear that? When you hear this story, do you think that it was actually, you know, potentially, uh, uh, you know, there was a demon there of some sort? Or do you think that in a weird way. Maybe the mom did this. Maybe she did to cover her tracks. She fucked up. She was abusing her kids. I'm not saying she did. I don't want anybody to come back and be like, are you sick? We're going to sue you for everything you're worth. Okay, good luck with that one, because I don't have much. But I'm, I'm just saying that I don't want to just jump to the paranormal. Okay there there is a logical way that this could have happened that's not paranormal. It's, it's, it's actually more <laughs> disturbing in a sense, to manipulate your children, to say, "Hey, just listen, Mommy was possessed by a demon, and that's what happened. okay? It's not my fault. I'm not saying that's hap- that is what happened, but that could very well have happened. She could have put those things underneath the steps. She could have. Okay? She could have snuck back in and put that oily substance on the stairs. She could have. Just saying. It's a very creepy thing to think about. Now, when we go circle back to the beginning of this podcast, when I told you about the shit that happened in my house... And then I put that in combination to this story. I'm like, fuck, me, yeah, def- definitely something creepy is going on. Because I can't explain that. I tell you guys all the time, I try to figure shit out before I jump to that conclusion. Like, could, I, could that have been caused by something natural? What, what could have caused my door to open and then just slam closed? Because I, I was expecting to see my daughter out there. And and I will tell you this, before I saw it move open, I heard what I thought was something touching. I thought my daughter touching the um, handle, or I thought I maybe the cat was messing with the door, trying to open it or something like that. So I was like, oh, yeah, I was really... When I saw that the cat was on the bed already... And the dog's underneath the bed. And then when I hopped up and I was expecting when I opened the door to see my daughter or my son. But no, their doors were closed. No fucking clue what the fuck that was. Who fucking knows? But I had to tell you guys this story. So I had to tell you my story. And then I've been sitting on the demon house story for a bit. And I wasn't sure when I was going to do it. Listen, I feel like garbage, and the fact that I just busted out two episodes in in one day, that's pretty good. (laughs) Because I was not expecting to be able to do that. Let me know your thoughts, or if you've experienced anything similar to this. Let me know. Dahuffoncensored at gmail.com. Fascinating stuff. I truly appreciate each and every one of you that has tuned in to DeHuff Uncensored. You guys are amazing. I love you so much. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Thank you so much to Blake Street Tavern. Go check them out at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. Also, Total Beverage, they are amazing. You got to go check them out. Go to TotalBev.com. It's De Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.